Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Sarah. Today, we join shopkeeper Jean Kate on location. Jean is the owner of Martha May Art Supplies and Beautiful Things. Martha May is a brick and mortar and online shop offering a curated selection of art, art supplies, and beautiful, useful things where creativity is a way of life and is located at 5407 North Clark. Hi, Jean. How are you today? Hi, everybody. I'm well. Um, Martha is watching over us while we're doing this, so I think it'll go well. (laughs) Yay, Martha. It's so fun to be here. We are physically in your storefront uh, having this conversation, and so uh, that's really fun and a first for the podcast. So, Jean, you're a graduate of the School of the Art Institute right here in Chicago. Can you tell us about that experience, and how old were you when you first knew you wanted to become an artist? Ooh, good question. Um, I was about, I'd say, 16 when I knew I wanted to be an artist. Um, I was in high school, and um, a lot of things were sort of happening, and I was like, I need to find a way to communicate. And all of a sudden, art, like, my when growing up, my mom would all, she'd let me listen to whatever music I wanted to, read whatever I wanted to. She was like, in art, you can like do whatever you want and it's okay. Like, you know, like bad words and like different things. And so I was like, okay, so I can do whatever I want. And I loved that sort of like power and feeling of like, whatever I say is like, okay. Um, And yeah, I, I went to the Art Institute when I was 18 and Um, I loved the experience. I loved the museum. Um, I'm originally from Southern California, so like the shift in architecture, um, just sort of like the oldness, like you don't really get that sense in Southern California, like old in, in Southern California is like 1920s in terms of like architecture and, um, yeah, I just had a really great experience at the at the school and also just taking in Chicago. <laughs> well, what led you to open your store in Andersonville? And can you tell us what that endeavor was like? Yeah, so um, I moved to, Chica- to um, Andersonville specifically to open the store. Um, I loved the community of local businesses and independent businesses. I went into win- women and children first and I was like, okay, this neighborhood is like made, you know, <laughs> like everything around it must be great. And like, I loved the tree lined streets and sort of the quietness of it in a, in a way from like, I was living downtown close to the school before. And um, so I really responded to that. Um, and then opening the shop, I initially had a, a business partner and we, got the space to be a like a community art space and it sort of didn't work out pretty quickly because like space wise and just sort of the logistics of it and um, so then I was like okay so I have this space and I can do whatever I want in it and um, people were really patient understanding supportive and um, it's been really nice being able to sort of grow and learn and explore in this space and yeah. 
It's pretty amazing that from the beginning as a almost first time entrepreneur, you had this opportunity to like reinvent yourself right away and then see your vision into reality. Like what was that experience like? And I don't know, what did you maybe even learn um, from your time at the Art Institute that kind of helped you start and, and take that experience and, and really open Martha Mate as what it is today? Yeah, so um, I had a re- I had a lot of great teachers at the Art Institute, but one of my favorites, his name's Peter Fagunda, and he he was like, yeah, like whatever your art is, as long as it's you, it's good, you know, and like that really resonated with me, like because when I even when I was sort of just like starting like to think about like how am I gonna live in the world? How am I gonna like work in the world? Like, cause work has always been really important to me, you know? Like like um, having like physical things to like give to people or show to people or like to share with people. Um, and so, yeah, I think I, ha- I got lucky at the Art Institute, I had n- enough teachers that were sort of like, it seems like you have things figured out enough to like, like just keep doing what you're doing and keep exploring that and keep sort of figuring out things for yourself. Cause I've always sort of responded the best to teachers like that. Um, yeah, just the kind of like supportiveness, you know? Um, and then, yeah, like with the first business going, sort of sideways really quickly, I kind of learned like, okay, I need to, the only way I'm gonna make it work is if I make it like 100% like me and my vision and sort of like, I was like, I think people will hopefully respond to like, to just like genuine, like a genuine want and need to like connect to people and share with people what I am interested in and what I like, yeah. <laughs> well, Jean, Martha May is your beloved Cavalier King Charles Spaniel and the shop's namesake. How long have you had her? And tell us about the life of a shop dog. Is she with you every day in the store? Yeah, she is almost seven. Her birthday is coming up in September. I partly opened the shop and named it after her because I wanted to be with her every day. and. Um, she also like when she was smaller I used to take her to dog parks and try to like I would try to like have her socialize with people and she was or with other dogs and she wasn't into it she was just like what are we doing here why are they running like (laughs) like when she runs on her own she's like yeah this is great you know but then like seeing other dogs do it she's like wait like that's not that's not what they should be doing. <laughs> so like she's always been a people a people dog, um, and so in a lot of ways the shop is is for her because she gets, you know, fans, admirers from the neighborhood, and like just constant love and affection that like I think she didn't have when when I didn't have the shop because I wouldn't see as many people like now she has a steady stream (laughs) of people that that come in to see her um yeah so she comes to work at opening and she'll we sort of like 
arrange her in her basket, and then she pretty much stays there the whole six hours. That's why I don't do like a longer day because like the six hours seems to be like a, a, a sweet spot for Martha. And she's pretty much here every day that I'm here. And then even sometimes when I have other people working in the shop, she likes to stay in here and <laughs> work because she's a little workaholic. We live like a block away and she like gets really worried when we have to go any other direction other than the shop, which is a little bit trying like when I'm trying to take her on like a longer walk or something because she's just like, no, we need to go to the shop right now. We need to work. So she's a she's a good motivator. <laughs> Does Martha have the same love of like brass and, and copper and all of that? I think she does. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that the business hours, your business hours are determined by Martha because when people open or ta- are talking to us at the chamber about opening a business, they'll sometimes say, you know, what should my hours be? And I feel like now we can use that as a barometer. Like, well, if you've met Martha at Martha May, you know, these are the hours she suggests. But I just love that. Well, speaking of, you know, your space and products, and um, obviously there is a, a link here of brass and copper and um, beautiful things. But can you tell us about the products that you sell? And do you have any favorites that you'd like to highlight? Yeah, so um, I curate based on first on like the title of the shop which is like art art supplies and beautiful useful things and so I I look for for products that are like well designed well made out of quality um, materials and that will last because I I have like a an affection for physical things you know and also like taking care of physical things so um being able to sort of share that with people um, is really wonderful. I like, right now, I've been putting a pretty heavy emphasis on my own artwork and paintings and now new ceramic work that's behind me um, that I'll actually be showing at Arts Week. Um, so that that's kind of the new stuff um, that I'm really excited about. And then coming up I'll be having some some new products some like there's some new interesting design brands and studios out of Taiwan right now um that are like sort of there's some great scissors and like architect pens and pencils that I'll be getting in the shop that'll be pretty exciting for the holidays and not only are your products so beautiful and curated so beautifully, but your space is just so beautiful. Like, I think it's, you know, where I want to live. <laughs> and I feel a lot of people in the neighborhood feel that way. I'm just curious, where did your inspiration come from, from an interior design standpoint? And what does your house look like? Yeah. Um, so I, I like spaces that are soothing and ordered and um I like light a lot I feel like light is really helpful um and so that's kind of what I've tried to go with with the shop um growing up 
my sort of closest grandmother, who I was really close to, um, she she was sort of obsessed with interior design and Japan. And um, I think some of my affinity for Japanese design and um, like she had her own like um, garden in the back with like a like a like a like a koi pond and like different like nice things and she um yeah I I think I get a lot of that sense and like just wanting a space to be I feel like spaces have a big impact on your mood and the the way people feel in a space you know like um so I try to make it a pleasant like luminous lovely place um my house is actually kind of dark so it's like my cave um but it's a little bit like the shop in terms of like even when I was little I would sort of create these little like arrangements that I like only now I'm like this makes sense that I made a shop where I have to arrange every single thing because like I was obsessed with making these little like alter weird arrangements you know like little shrines of things um yeah (laughs) so Jean you are a talented visual artist and um as you said one of the main motivations for opening the shop was to have a space to show you and sell your work um can you tell us about the process of making your work and do you have a piece of work you are most proud of um so Right now, I've, I've been making larger ink and salt paintings on wood panel. And I, I've kind of been um, experimenting with adding different mediums and materials to that. Um, I love paper. And so for a long time, I was like, how am I going to work on a large scale? And so I started, like moving towards wood because wood kind of acts like paper it's like absorbent it's like sensitive um and so i've been doing the ink paintings and then also some some mixed media like drawings with oil pastel and graphite and oil um on like an mdf panel which also kind of acts like paper um just recently i've started making um these like remaking these coil pieces, um, these ceramic coil pieces that um, I think actually relate to the ink paintings because it's really sort of reacting to the material and the process in like a really um, intuitive way, which I think I like. I like working that way. Um, so those, those are the newest things. The things I'm most proud of <laughs> I I guess at this point I don't really think about it like that like I guess I when I like something I'm like okay that's good enough you know like that's a good enough feeling but it's hard hard for me to get the um feeling proud part <laughs> When you say ink and salt, do you literally mean ink and salt? What is that? So that, um, so it's actually pink Himalayan sea salt because 
I'm particular. <laughs> and because it's super trendy. Yeah. <laughs> and I had it on hand. So like now, like it started just because it was in my kitchen. But then now I'm like kind of like superstitious about it. I'm like, well, maybe a different salt will work differently, you know. Um, and then like a, it's an ink mix that I, I make that's like sort of a blue black um, indigo ink so yeah ba- basically it's just ink and salt um, I like really really simple materials and processes and then seeing what I can do with them yeah so we wanted to ask you about Andersonville Arts Week which is this week September 12th through the 16th and you are featuring both your work and the work of Andrew Jessup and Fractured Goods um, and we at the chamber, we actually used one of your pieces in a version of our promotional poster. So thank you very much. But tell us about what you expect this year. We also heard that you're partnering with Bobby Schaefer of Lost Larson for some treats for Friday night. So what can visitors expect uh, when they visit Martha May and at your reception? Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this year's Art, Arts Week. I I'm not really a party person, and so it's taken me this long to be like, okay, we're going to really do it up this time. <laughs> like, I had to kind of, like, ease into it. Um, so I'm, we're doing the, the pop-up with Factured Goods. Um, Aaron Fisher is the maker behind it, um, and it's going to be a bunch of amazing brass pieces, some wonderful ceramic pieces, and then he's also been playing around with... Um, these brass and horsehair brushes and brooms that'll be really beautiful and amazing for either like a desk or like um, a paintbrush or whatever. Um, and then some new ceramics by by Andrew Jessup, which should be exciting. Um, and then, yeah, I was really excited to partner with, with Bobby from Las Larson. Um, he's gonna let me paint some chocolates. So I, I was like, I get to go behind the scenes at Lost Larson, like behind the glass. Um, I kind of want that to be my new career, is like just being like a, a chocolate painter. Like I think that would be really cool if I could make that work. Um, yeah, but um, so it, it should be a great party. And then um, Aaron Fisher will be here the night of the party and um, so will the other artists. So it should be a really good time. And um, there are so many amazing parties and artists that will be showing in the neighborhood. So um, it'll be a great sort of like hop, skip, jump, party, 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 party <laughs> situation. <laughs> Do you have a favorite photograph or painting which inspires you or has inspired you? And which artists of the past would you most like to meet? Ooh, um, I don't know if I have a particular, a particular piece that's most inspired me, thinking back, um, maybe my mom's a big fan of, um, Monet, and my grandmother had some, like, really cute, like, um, reproductions made by, like, one of her friends, um, that I actually have in my apartment now, like of the the little girl in the sunflower field with the piano. Um, 
that's just a really happy image. It's like, I, can I go there? Can I be there? <laughs> um, but I'm also really inspired by Japanese and Chinese ink painting and that sort of like how a stroke can suggest like a mountain, you know, <laughs> like an, or like a whole mist and like the sort of feeling of that. And then also like um, just like, I'm really interested in the sort of like uncontrollability of of like a lot of the like ink and water mediums um so it's a nice sort of like dance that you that you kind of have to participate in um of like what you do and then what the material is going to do um and then the rest of the question (laughs) is if you have had an artist in the past that you would like to meet like if you could choose one I think it could be amazing to meet um, like a master embroiderer, you know, like those huge silk screens um, where it's like every person is like embroidered in with like gold thread. That could be nice or like meeting the group of people that did like the lady in the unicorn tapestries like that could be pretty cool um but i i really just like i think art is a lot like magic you know like or like alchemy or something so like just every like seeing people celebrate or use like their sort of creative nature is so inspiring you know because like so much of being a human being is being destructive you know and like sort of that that like hope in like trying to like make something you know like um that's really inspired inspiring to me we've had the opportunity on the podcast to talk to a couple of our artists who are also shopkeepers or entrepreneurs and uh, just curious you know what would you say right now to a young person a young artist who is both aspiring in their art and also as an entrepreneur like what would be one thing you would tell them i would say It's just as hard, like, a lot of the reason I, I, like, made my own shop and created my own space to show my work and, like, create this whole, like, little universe is because I think I, I didn't want to go through the hassle of, like, rejection and trying to go into, like, um, the, the sort of gallery system or, like, different paths. I was, like, that seemed more daunting to me than just trying to do it on my own so I would say just like trust your instincts and your particular way of like living and being like especially with technology now like there are so many ways to make a living and like to adapt to your own particular set of um, circumstances so like yeah, don't feel like you need to go in, into somebody else's path, you know, in order to be a success. Like, even though, 
you know, like, what is success? <laughs> but, um, yeah, just, like, who you are is, ex- like, is, like, right, period. No matter, like, what you're going through, no matter, like, how bad your situation is or how, like, what is happening, like, sort of following your own instincts and, like, what you think is going to work for you, like, do that. (laughs) You said uh, in an interview once that if you weren't doing this, you would live as a recluse, much like Emily Dickinson and Virginia Woolf. What does that mean to you, and is it still true? Yeah, it's totally true. Um, (laughs) I, I think that just means, like, you know, if, if, the whole money thing was gone, you know, like the sort of capitalist society was gone and I could just like live and make stuff. And like, I like people and like, I like community and I realized like you need other people to live period. Um, I think through the shop I've, I, I've grown a little bit, more hopeful about like um just creating relationships and creating bonds like um I've always thought of like relationships as like as like working relationships you know like as like um like I've I I always like when I was a in like grade school I would like make like little like notes and little paintings and little bracelets for my friends because I was like oh I need to like um like give them something or contribute something um and so it's like I think I got off track but (laughs) totally got off track but um yeah, I think that sort of ideal of living in nature, making work, making a huge body of work is like extremely interesting to me and like extremely alluring, but this is also like a creating relationships and stuff are also like making artwork or making something like so it's just like a more varied practice I guess like I have to make a space I need to curate I need to do all these things so other other muscles are at work too I feel like a little bit of what you're talking about is just even community which everybody looks at through a different lens and um, just sitting here I'm so inspired by you and every time I walk into your space I'm so inspired and you really do create that space for people in Andersonville to experience beauty experience kind of rightness and order but also art and beautiful things like for their enjoyment and kind of for like levity and so I would just really yeah I appreciate you being here in Andersonville and which is a good segue to a question that we ask everybody on the podcast so if you could choose to trade places one day with another business owner in Andersonville and experience their business who would you choose oh my goodness there's so many amazing businesses in Andersonville it's hard to choose because also like the variety of businesses is so huge like from um acupuncture or like um like reiki masters or yoga um I would say 
Bobby Schaefer <laughs> from Lost Larson because, which is why I'm doing the collaboration <laughs> with him. I want to be behind the glass. Like, there's something so interesting and like um, appealing about how much work goes into like pastry and even just like all food preparation, but especially like what he's doing. Like, um, yeah, just the, the amount of like order and neatness in this sort of like not neat material, you know, like that's really um, exciting to me. So probably him. <laughs> well, thank you so much, uh, Jean and Martha, for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Jean and Martha, please visit MarthaMay.info. You can also follow them on Instagram at MarthaMay underscore Andersonville. Show notes on today's episode can be found at Andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is engineered and edited by Andy Miles in Studio C at Transistor, a gallery, shop, performance, recording, and teaching space located at 5224 North Clark Street. Have your own podcast idea? The studio is available to rent. Please call 872-208-5877 or stop by the store for details.